Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to another episode of the Whatnots Review Show, uh, where each week we have a different story to talk about in a variety of mediums and genres. Uh, could be all sorts of things. We we rate it, watch it, do what we have to do, come back here and talk about it. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Mr. Robot Season mm -hmm. 1. We're going to be covering that the next couple months, once a month, at the end of every month, season by season. So I'm excited to talk about that, but we will get into that in just a sec. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello. Hi. How How is your weekend been so far it's been pretty nice it was raining yesterday which made it feel normal to stay inside the whole day okay yeah that makes sense <laughs> when it's sunny outside it feels like it's teasing me right it's like i i just want to go to the park and yeah. do something right yeah but... so i just stayed inside and cooked and did housework i watched two movies oh man <laughs> it was what an was... accomplished day uh, my family and I watched Into the Spider-Verse together okay, over like a good one. video. We all started it on our own streaming devices, but we had like a video, uh, a voice chat going. Sure. And then me and Jack watched The Lighthouse. Nice. <laughs> Two very oh different films. I uh, I think I completed my, a couple weeks ago, I think on the captain's log, I mentioned I was accidentally on a... Uh, Oh, a Ryan Gosling kick. I I don't know why it just accidentally <laughs> happened. Uh, but I watched Only God Forgives uh -huh. yesterday, and I liked that one a lot. It was weird, and I liked this it. This is what I've heard. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but, but that was it. That, that 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 was my day yesterday. Uh, we had to Only delay crossplay. Oh. Uh, my computer was having some issues Heck. like that. So, But we are here for some yes. Mr. Robot talk. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this one. We, uh, so the, the past couple of months, you and I covered all that is currently out mm -hmm. of the Venture Burrows. Yep, which is uh, seven seasons. Yeah. And so we broke that up by like two, three season chunks. Yeah, because they are they have shorter episode orders for each season. Some of them are like yeah. eight, eight to 16. Yeah. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. That was a show mm -hmm. that I hadn't seen. Uh, yeah. This whole thing of <laughs> covering a longer show once a month was your idea idea mm -hmm. and this is one that we planned for like we're, we're like all right we need to do venture brothers and then you were mm -hmm. also like and i don't want to like presume that you want to do this one no but i know I you would you also really like i gave you Mr. two Robot. pitches and you said let's just do both of them one after the other true it's true because i th that that I just like I've seen I've seen Mr. Robot season one three times now. This was my third time <laughs> watching it. I've never made it past season one. I don't wow. know why. 
Yeah, um, what a mystery. I, I, yeah, I like I absolutely love season one, <laughs> but uh, I I just haven't made it past that. So here we are. We're finally gonna do it. We've now completed season one. Let's start talking about it. Uh, first off, general thoughts. What, what did you think? So I didn't know anything about the show going yeah. into it. I had the most basic premise in mind. And I'd heard good things about it, but vague things. Mm-hmm. And I knew going in, like, this is going to be uh, kind of twisty, kind of weird. The main character is an unreliable narrator. So I thought I was prepared for such things. And no, I'm not. <laughs> like a you couple not prepared. Like three episodes from the end of the season. It's like, oh, everything you thought you knew, those are lies. Yep. Exactly. I I I remember watching this show for the first time, I think on Paul's recommendation. Mm. I think. I don't remember because it was a long time ago. But yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, I think you would really like this. It's about mm-hmm. hacking and it's like a mystery yeah. thriller thing. And I was like, okay, that sounds right up my alley. Uh, and I finally checked it out and I was just like, oh, I love this. This is great. <laughs> this is like the perfect Kyle it show. Is. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing it's missing, based off your recommendation and Jack's recommendation, the two of you have a similar aesthetic. There's not enough neon lights in for the first season of the show, but yeah. maybe it'll get there. She's Who told knows? me it gets way more aesthetically intense as the show goes on. Uh, the yeah. show has four seasons. It has concluded, uh, and seasons one through three are on Amazon Prime right now, and hopefully by the time we get to it, season four will also be there. It just wrapped up like last year, so it's yeah. still pretty fresh. Hopefully. Hopefully we will deal with that when it comes. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you guys can't tell, we absolutely loved season one so far. Yeah. Uh, let's do a brief plot synopsis, uh, and, okay. and and then we will get into spoilers and stuff like that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Okay, <laughs> plot <laughs> at its core. Uh, this is a story um, about a guy who works as kind of like a tech engineer at a cybersecurity firm, mm-hmm. um, and they have some big clients. Their main one is the biggest conglomerate in in the in the world. It's your yeah Apple mixed with Amazon. Um, and, and Google, it's like bigger than all of them. It is yeah, ever like, present, and it does everything. Everything from like combined. making making the computer equipment to running the banks. This company yeah. does. Yeah, um, and they're the main character. What's his name again? Elliot. Elliot. I'm Three times, names, y'all. Look. <laughs> <laughs> It happens, okay? <laughs> um, so yeah, it follows a- 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 Elliot. I'm just going to read the premise here off of okay. Wikipedia because that might help us a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the series follows Elliot 
Alderson, a young man living in New York City who works at the cybersecurity company Allsafe as a cybersecurity engineer. Constantly struggling with social anxiety, dissociative identity disorder, and clinical depression, Elliot's thought process seems heavily influenced by paranoia and delusion. Uh, he connects with people by hacking them, uh, mm -hmm. which often leads uh, him to act as a cyber vigilante. He is recruited by a mysterious uh, insurrectionary anarchist known as Mr. Robot and joins his team of hacktivists known as F-Society. Uh, one of their missions is to cancel all consumer debt by destroying the d -d -d data of one of the largest corporations in the world, E-Corp, which Elliot perceives as Evil Corp, uh, which, is, which also happens to be Allsafe's biggest client. Mm -hmm. So I will say that this show wears its influences proudly on its sleeve oh yeah <laughs> uh it is very obvious about that um if 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 you kind of want to know what it's like it's 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 a mix of fight club v for vendetta and taxi driver all mixed <laughs> into one and i'd say uh X-Files, if you took out the supernatural stuff and it was just the government conspiracy stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just th this, I this idea, yeah, that there is kind of this conspiracy going on. Yeah. There is this evil corporation uh, that that is kind of in control of everything and has their fingers in all sorts of pies and stuff like that. So it's, it's really good. I like it usually a show like that that is that obvious with their influences maybe can sometimes seem childish or like a mm. like a a a freshman a freshman a freshman I cannot speak. God damn it. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, I, I, I think you guys know what, what I'm oh, trying to say. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it, 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 it just it seems like. It, it's, it seems like it wouldn't be as good as it is, but somehow this show. It makes it fantastically. I have never seen a show like this before. It doesn't really develop much of a pattern or structure. Mm -hmm. So you never feel like you really have your feet on solid ground at any time. We both love Lost, for instance, right. which is a very twisty show. But its twists come from deviating from the patterns it has set up for you. You expect something to happen. It doesn't happen. This is so weird and amorphous from the very beginning and doesn't give you a lot of things to hold on to. So you're really you're really lost in the show in a really interesting way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an it's an interesting one for sure. Um but let's get into a little bit of housekeeping and mm -hmm. then we can dive into spoilers and stuff like that. 
Uh, if you did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots, uh, which you guys can check out by going to our website, thewhatnots.com, or l- looking us up in your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, just type in The Whatnots, and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, if you guys like what we do and want to support us, uh, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can do that for as little as $1 a month. Um, we have some exclusive content at our $3 tier yeah. that you guys can check out. Uh, we are going to try and get up one more exclusive episode of the review show here in the near future. We've or been the captain's log. Or yeah. Yeah, for the... Unless you planned something and tell me. (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) Um, But we we do have some stuff coming down the road, so Mm. be on the lookout for that. We also want to give a big thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for helping Mm -hmm. us out and keeping the mics on. We appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Spoilers? Yes. Let's get into spoilers. Come on, spoiler graphic. That was chugging along. God, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to have to... I've been having computer issues for a long time. Maybe I've been hacked. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but I think it's... A, I just, I'm so upset with them right now that I just need to, like, <laughs> throw them all away and smash them with a hammer the scene from office space (laughs) comes in um i need to do all of that okay spoilers um Mm -hmm. let's start diving in this show so yeah i've (laughs) i've seen this three times now and it still gets me with how weird this show is um like, like you said, there is no real solid ground that you can kind yeah. of ground yourself in. And when, mm-hmm. when you think you have something, then you don't. Um, right. Uh, the first episode, for instance, Elliot is visiting this psychologist. And mm-hmm. you wonder, is she going to be in every episode? Is this going to be a framing device where we have at least one discussion with a psychologist every episode? No, she does disappear for like four or five episodes at a time. Yeah. So even it, it is devoid of a structure that a show would normally have of any kind of pattern of like it's work day and then it's what Elliot does at night with F society. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's nobody you can count on seeing every no person or setting that is guaranteed to be in every episode or particular activity or anything. The, the, the one thing that I might suggest would be his job. Mm, I think the job does make it into every episode. Yeah. That's maybe the most stable so far, Mm -hmm. but even that is on thin ice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's not because he's a bad person or or anything like that. It's it's just that his personality, his mental illnesses are making it tough for him to connect with people and that mm-hmm. you know rubs people the wrong way at his job and they don't understand him yep. and they're just like he's weird to deal with and he's difficult and he's strange you know and um, they still like him fine though like they want to bring they they do not ostracize him 
He right. kind of does that to himself. They want to invite him out to happy hours and dinner parties and things yeah, to, like that. To, to hopefully, like, <laughs> help him out and mm-hmm. make him feel like, hey, you don't have to be as distant with us. Yeah. Here. Um, but it's they're, they're still just like, I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> we've tried so many times. What else do we need to do? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his his job i think is the most stable so far mm-hmm. um but the yeah the one that got me was his sister which is i think <laughs> maybe the first big t- twist of the yes! show yes i had okay so going into the show i said i knew nothing about it mm-hmm. when i googled this to pitch it to you uh when we were starting on this project i'm like let me give him the basic because i didn't know at that time you would watch the show maybe twice or no <laughs> no no i googled it because i just wanted to double check like uh remind me what year did this come out how many seasons in it is it about how long mm-hmm. are the seasons etc i had been under the impression rami malik is mr robot i'm reading the basic logline description and it says rami malik plays elliot a man who gets wrapped up in christian slater as mr robot's weird hacking plan i'm like oh i've been christian wrong Slater's this whole time this? Well, I knew he was in it, but I, I didn't think he was Mr. Robot. I th- had the entire plot backwards. I thought uh, Rami Malek was the shadow man and Christian Slater was the normal office guy. Backwards. <laughs> so I went in going, oh, okay, I was wrong about that. And then I get to episode eight or nine. It's like, oh, no, I was right. He is Mr. Robot. They're both Mr. Robot. We're all Mr. Robots. I am Mr. Robot too. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's I I remember watching that and having that completely catch me off guard. Because mm-hmm. that's not even something they're really hinting at in the show. Um having seen it three times now. There's like one or two very subtle things about it, not not about his sister specifically, but just mm-hmm. like this idea that we actually don't know who this character is, right? Uh, or, 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 or I'm 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 speaking about about Elliot. Like we actually mm-hmm. don't know who he is or anything about his past, um, and so it it does kind of leave this air of mystery around him of like who is he exactly and that's really all we get and this is how the show starts he's talking to you he's narrating what he's doing to the audience and what he Uh says is i have invented you inside my head just to have somebody to talk to to like walk through the steps of all my plans to monologue to basically we're like this mental henchman that lives in his head that he just tells his plans to. So everything we are being told, he has already told us like, well, I, I made you guys up. So this is the footing we're already on. Yeah. And we've been told he's an unreliable narrator, which shows itself pretty early. He calls the company he works for, uh, the client company, you know, he works for Allsafe, but they work for E-Corp. He calls it Evil Corp. Everybody calls it Evil Corp. Not just like him show, and yeah. his... Yeah, not just like him and his friends at the office call it Evil Corp. When there's something about it on the news, it says Evil Corp CTO accused of this. 
So we know what we are seeing is filtered through Elliot's perspective. We get this already. I'm expecting more things like this. But there's another, there's a, a, this woman in the F Society hacktivist group Uh that uh, he becomes kind of comrades with. They work on this plan together. The plan goes off. They're becoming more like friends. (laughs) Like they have this moment of victory and she looks at him and she says, Elliot, you're the best. I really love you. And he kisses her and then she backs off like, Elliot, what are you doing? Don't you remember who I am? And he's like, you're Darlene. She's like, Darlene and who else? And he's like, I remember now you are my sister. (laughs) Which is the most bananas twist I have and the wildest way to introduce this twist I've ever seen. Yeah. I forgot her. The thing is, what's really amazing is in that moment, you feel the exact same way that Elliot is feeling. You You have have no no idea what's idea what's happening. And you're just like, that's Darlene, right? And he's like, you're Darlene. And you're just like, yes, that's Darlene. And right. you're just like, what is going on? Yeah, What's we just happening? met Darlene. <laughs> yeah. No, and this is when you learn like, oh, his illness is so bad. He is completely, for- like he has forgotten his sister. He forgot he even had a sister. So he- when we're introduced to this character, it's like we are meeting her now for the first time Elliot and us both. She's just a lady, which is why when she says, I love you, he's like, ah, this girl is interested in me. It's like, no, because she's known you for 28 years. That's why. Yeah. Uh, So it's 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 a crazy moment. But then I think from that moment on, you really realize I know nothing about this show. Like, what is going on? What else is not am i not expecting is you know is his dead father still around turns out yes kind of (laughs) Uh, (laughs) right so uh, elliot does this too he goes through the same thing he's like what do i know about myself i have to hack myself to look at proof about myself because if i forgot my sister and thought she was just a lady what else am i forgetting and he can't find anything on himself and but he finds this like disc he's because he hacks all the stuff he collects all this info deletes it off his computer puts it on a disc like Mm -hmm. for safekeeping and the discs are all labeled like they're just burned cds it's like yeah that's just the beat yeah yeah Yeah. it's like that's the white (laughs) album (laughs) so he finds this disc and he puts it in the computer and he's looking for information about himself and all he finds is pictures of mr robot until he gets to a picture of mr robot and him and the woman we have already shown that he remembers is his mom yeah so then he finds out then he's like oh right oh that's my dad (laughs) my dad never died at all he just faked his death i guess became mr robot recruited me so then for like an episode this is the assumption you were operating under and then it flips again where darlene and his childhood friend angela are like Elliot, who are you talking to? Elliot, there's no one there. And they look and they are at the dad's gravesite. And it's like, oh, okay. The the dad really was dead, I guess. Yeah. So far. So far, the dad is really dead. For for all we know, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Um, yeah. And so it's just like those last three 
episodes mm-hmm. you would expect maybe one of those to be a big reveal at the, no. the like season finale no it's the last three episodes where just one after the other the rug is pulled out from underneath All these you psychological dominoes yeah <laughs> like outside of even the main plot of what's happening which that itself is also kind of a case of unreliable narrator as well like we're You read it in this Wikipedia description. They want to hack into this giant conglomerate that controls all this financial data, and they want to erase debt. Like, Mm -hmm. if there's no electronic records of debt for anybody, the companies can't, like, say, yeah, but we remember you owe us $5,000. It's like, you can't prove it anymore. They're free. This is what they want to do. They want to erase debt. So they they pull this off. They to do in Fight Club. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen Fight Club. It's that's the plot, but it's it's like the background plot. Okay, I didn't know what they did in Fight Club besides fight. <laughs> you need to watch Fight Club. I I feel it's like great. I should just once to like get these references. Yeah, when 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 you watch that and then you think about Mister Robot, you're gonna be like, yeah. Well, okay. Well, I know Edward Norton invented Brad Pitt. So we've got that going. Uh, and I know the movie ends with the Pixies, Where Is My Mind? And they play a piano version of that song mm-hmm. uh, when Elliot shows Tyrell uh, the Mr. Robot headquarters, which was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, they do a lot of stuff like that. I mean, if, if, if you know the spoiler of Fight Club, yeah, well- <laughs> which is there's basically only one of them. Like one big one. <laughs> oh, um, what a simple story! One right? spoiler. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that's that's the 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 whole thing that he has invented this other character that is like driving him to do all of these things that seem insane. Or it's like, hey, you're you are actually an anarchist, and you are wanting us to do all of this this stuff to. You know, erase the debt and start over and, st- and stuff like that. Um, and here they are in Mr. Robot, where the main character invents this other character who wants him to do all of these anarchist, chaos-causing mm. stuff. Um, yeah. And it's just like, that's that's what I meant by it wears its influences yes. proudly on its <laughs> sleeve. What I was saying about uh, the plan to erase debt is that they carry that out at the end of the season. But I don't know if this is me not understanding something or if this is the show only showing you a sliver of what the plan is. They -hmm. carry it off, but they have destroyed so much stuff in the process. All of these like governmental and technological systems, like everything is in shambles around them. The world is on lit metaphorical fire not literal fire except for when they burn the computer parts like the ramifications of what it is they've done seem 10 times worse than what we've been led to believe again i don't know if this is me just not getting it or if this is something the show deliberately did it's a little bit of both okay because um, i when we see things it really seems like they're only talking about this one company this yeah. one building we yes. need to blow up the physical records in this one off-site location mm. 
there is something that goes wrong when they learn that in that one off-site location, they are duplicating these paper yes. records and sending them out to five more locations around the world. Mm-hmm. So they then have to do all, all of that stuff. You don't really see them go to those locations. Mm-hmm. They learn that their thermostats are basically all on the same network and stuff. So yeah. it's like, oh, well, we've l- kind of lucked out with that one. Um, but I, I think it's also one of those things that Elliot in his spare time in some time that we didn't see somehow hacked into all of this stuff and made it so that it mm-hmm. it, it worked um, but it is a thing that like we said at the top with Evil Corp they're not just Amazon right they're not just they also run the banks they make the computers for all sorts of companies they do all of that and so when when they blow up these records and all of the like credit institutions go down there's a lot of people concerned about their money and so they're wanting to get their money and pull it out of the banks but the banks know that's not a good thing and that's causing panic and there's just this widespread like we want our money but we're also thankful that we now no longer have yeah and stuff like that like to the average joe who just doesn't understand all the ins and outs of what just happened they're Mm -hmm. like i just owed the bank twenty thousand bucks and now i don't hell yeah (laughs) f society is amazing but also my debit card doesn't work and i can't order a pizza (laughs) yeah but then i mean i i I guess that's one of the sides that we don't see of of like the world will still go on somehow some way yeah, I have two chickens. You have pizza. Can we make trade? <laughs> right, like uh, something like that will happen. Yeah. but that's not really the point of the show to to to, no. to show like how how does the world move on from a catastrophe like that? It's it's more about the technical hacking, mm-hmm. yeah, side. Mm-hmm. Uh, which even then they make a joke in their own show where they're like, man, I bet someone out there right now is making a TV show about hacking. That's gonna screw up this generation's idea of what hacking culture actually is. (laughs) It's like, well, it's, it's this show. (laughs) Oh, yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine who works at a Best Buy Mm -hmm. and she is a coworker at this Best Buy who was like a computer engineer in LA previously and was part of a group that was consulted for the technical aspects of Mr. Robot. There you go. So they, they did. I don't know, but it looks to me like uh, this seems authentic. It seems like research was done. This does not seem like hacking as it was presented to us in nineties movies. (laughs) This doesn't feel like the girl in Jurassic (laughs) Park. Yeah. (laughs) um yeah i mean it it like it is very technical it does seem very well researched Mm -hmm. but i think like you pointed out i think they've kind of dramatized certain things where it's like okay maybe it wouldn't have had that big of an impact where people are rioting and protesting in the streets all with these fake magician looking masks i'm oh, it's not the monopoly sure. man yeah the monopoly man uh just like th- that's there 
V for Vendetta. Reference. Also because V for Vendetta was basically Alan Moore's argument for why anarchy is a legitimate form of government. But yeah, it like maybe wouldn't have that dramatic of an effect, right? You know? But it's still just like, oh my god, what did they do? And he's just like, I blacked out for two days. What did I do? Right. Why right. is everything like this? Uh, yeah, I um, love that he wakes up and like he has done this, but he does not have the memories. Yeah. <laughs> like he has to figure out how to get into those memories in his head. And he's like, well, the Mr. Robot persona is gone. How, what do I do to bring him back? What situations has he arisen in before? It's when I was in danger. How do I put myself in danger like this again? Or like make a terrible choice and make my dad show up and just scold me. Yeah. And then I question my dad, who is myself. What did I do? Where did that guy go? <laughs> Let's thing, talk about we... the guy. Okay. I, I, can I just add one yes, more no, thing go to, for it. Yes. to that? I think we also need to keep in mind... Um, God, what's their names? Uh, White Rose works for yes. What's the the like Chinese oh, like hacker? The, the group. Dark Army. Dark, yeah, army. Yeah, they couldn't do this hack without their help, and mm. we only know that Dark Army is some like even bigger, like dark hacker society. You, you know, yeah. real <laughs> edgy, um, and. We get to see White Rose once, who I believe is played by B.D. Wong. Yes. Um, and so, I, like, we, we don't know what they did exactly or if they have some kind of ulterior motive or yeah. something. Um, so that's also partly why it's just like, wait, what happened? Mm. Why is the world like this? And we don't know yet. Yeah. So, yeah. Thing. Okay. You wanted to t talk about Mr. Robot Tyrell, himself. Tyrell Wellick. Tyrell Wellick, is, okay. Who is set up, because this is another part of the last episode of the season, is that the last time Elliot was awake, he was with Tyrell. And now that he's woken up, Tyrell is gone and nobody knows where he is. And he's like, this guy must have the other piece of the puzzle. I have to track him down. And when the season lets off, he still hasn't yet. The Tyra Wellick uh, is in the technological division of Evil Corp. And we meet him in the first episode. And he just seems like this kind of suave, pretentious, playboy, like big businessman sort of character. Like you see him and immediately you're like, ah, that's the villain. He's got this classic corporate villain look to him. Yeah. And then like he... Like that episode, the first episode and the second episode are about him like offering Elliot a deal. Like we saw this hacking that you did. We we know what you're up to. Join us. Come work for us. This is what he's proposing. But after that point, this is when Tyrell stops being a villain and we start following his personal life where he has this wife and he's trying to get to the chief technical officer position in evil corp mm -hmm. like he's trying to climb the ladder and he has this wife that's like pushing him to climb the ladder and all of his plans to try and do this are a disaster you so the yeah. first time you see this guy it's like this is a suave put together calculating man 
No, he is so scared of everything. (laughs) None of his ideas are good ideas. He's living in an absolute panic. He's not a villain. (laughs) Like, he's not a good guy. But you see, oh, this is not the ultimate foe that Elliot has to come up against. He's not really a threat to anybody. He kills a woman. I don't want to brush that aside. But I mean, in the grander scheme of the show, he is not what you think at all he is being set up to be. Yeah, he's still he's still kind of the villain of season one. But mm. by the a- 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 end of it, you kind of realize, oh, he's just a small fry. Like, th- this yeah. is not who's going to be the real yeah. villain of the show. I mean... Maybe it is by the end of the, 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 the of the show, I don't know. But it it, it it's the sh- show is definitely making it seem like this is not who we should really be concerned about. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, he's got this whole other plot line, which is very Macbeth. Amid all this other, like, ah, I see that this movie is Fight Club and V for Vendetta. There's one strong Macbeth subplot (laughs) where his wife, who is, you can't get a handle on this guy. Like, every time you think you've got it, you don't have it. Like, the first time you see his wife, and his wife is pregnant, which makes her, in the audience's eyes, feel more vulnerable, I suppose. And he's going off to do this, this plot going to work his way up the ladder and he's like i am going out tonight i am going out for us and it seems like he's kind of cold to her and then when he comes back later then it kind of flips like she's kind of cold to him and then the next time you see them it's like oh they're kind of on the same page like they get what he like she's in on all the plans you might not tell her all the details mm-hmm. but she knows ah you're out there doing conniving he's things gonna to climb have the to ladder do some things yeah to- right yeah then sometimes they talk about it and it is more like we are partners. We are doing this together. I support you. Like it keeps flipping and then it becomes more like she's the boss and she like, she, if yeah. he fails, she wants him out. She wants yeah. nothing to do with this failure of a husband. You're not seeing me or the baby. If so, you yeah. can't make CTO. So we have this scene right after she gives birth mm-hmm. to their child where she's just like, all right, you can leave. That's it. Like, if, if you know, if, if, if you can't get this job, yeah. then I don't want to be married to you. And yes. by this point, he's already kind of being like, shit, uh, the things we planned didn't really work out. I'm yeah. not making it happen. What do I do next? And he doesn't really know. Mm-hmm. But the scene that gets me about her that I'm just like, I, I cannot read you. I don't know who you are. Yeah. Is the scene where I think episode like eight or nine when e- e- Elliot goes to find Tyrell and is knocking on the door of their apartment. She walks up with the stroller and is just like, can I help you? And she just has this look about her that she knows. She knows exactly who he is, why he's there, what happened, everything. And she just doesn't mention it and doesn't say a thing and it's just like 
she knows something she's somehow mixed up in all of this and we just don't know yet god damn it this is so good right. i love it <laughs> if that's who you think tyrell is supposed to be at the beginning tyrell yeah. is not any steps ahead of anyone he's behind the rest of the crowd he's lost he can't figure anything out he's just flailing in the dark but mm -hmm. his wife does know she even if she isn't sure how to use this information to set herself up to get to these goals. And with Tyrell out of the picture, it's fuzzy what her next goal would be if they're yeah. so focused on make Tyrell the CTO. If she wants him gone, what is her next move? What is her next goal that she wants? But yeah, you can tell she knows a lot and she is far more powerful and capable than he is. But yep. she just sends him out this... <laughs> God, what do you even do? Tyrell is the weirdest character. <laughs> He's, so he has to, like he, one thing that's interesting to me about him is that you would look at him and think this guy is a sleaze bag. You would imagine such a thing yeah. from this uh, high, <laughs> this big business, you know, kind of like cocktail sipping fella in his sharp pressed suit dropping French into half his conversations. That may be what you expect out of the guy. And he has these sexual acts as parts of his plan but you can tell he does not enjoy any of them. Not even just the fact that like he sleeps with a, a male secretary of one of the higher ups to like mm -hmm. get into that guy's phone and like link to another phone you can tell like that's not his orientation. That isn't what he typically does, but he does it for the business reasons of things. Beyond that, like he's the like his wife is like, you should seduce the wife of the guy who took the position you were supposed to have. Use her to get to him. You can tell he does not enjoy it. He does not like it. He's like putting on an act. That woman is kind of calling his bluff back at him like she's like what yeah. are you going to do and he started like this is where his plan falls apart you can tell Wait, like he was she can just see see his plan a mile away he's like oh you're trying to seduce me to get back at my husband yeah who just got the job that you obviously wanted mm. yeah like what are you a child like right <laughs> she's seriously? like what a dumb plan yeah and she's <laughs> And they do start making out. They are also on a roof, I should mention. He's yeah. like lured. He's like, meet me up on the roof, you know, in half an hour while they're at this big cocktail reception for this guy getting a promotion. And they do start making out up there. So, you, so she is like kind of intrigued, kind of calling his bluff. Like, are you really going? Like, if I st take a step forward, are you going to take a step forward? And like, what's your plan here? Like, if I go along with this, what am I going to learn about you? That then mm -hmm. I can take back to my husband, like, can you believe Tyrell did this? Yeah. <laughs> so they start making out and then he chokes her. Yeah. Just... And the next, he chokes her to death. And the next <laughs> scene you see with him, he, him and his wife, he's acting really nervous. And his wife is like, all you had to do was have sex with her. And then it seems like, oh, that was the plan. That was what his wife told him to do. His wife said, have sex with that woman. And he started to and panicked and choked her instead. And he's sobbing the whole time. He's crying the whole time. He hates everything he has to do. It's 
terrible. And then, like, yeah, and then the cops show up and they're just like, this woman was just murdered last night at this party. And she's just like, fuck. I'm inside. <laughs> Let's I, deal with this. <laughs> Tyrell is fascinating because he's not a good guy, but he's Mm-mm. not a good guy. In he's not such... good at being a bad guy either. Right. Though. He's a bad guy and he is bad at it. But he's not a bad guy in any of the ways you think he is going to be a bad guy, which mm-hmm. is so interesting to me. Like you would expect him to have this sort of like he's not aggressive. He yells at people, but he yells at people out of this like fear. Yeah. Like he is no aggression. He's no... <laughs> um. Uh, think about Birds of Prey. We saw Birds mm-hmm. of Prey earlier this year. That villain, Great the film. Ewan McGregor villain. It. Yeah, yeah. He's got like he's got a legitimate aggression to him and the sexual edge to him, mm-hmm. which is bad news. He's more of a a conventional bad guy. Those are bad guy things you may expect from this type of a figure. And it's just <laughs> and Tyrell is going through the motions of all these things, but with no emotion behind it he's just doing what he feels like he is supposed to do like he seems turned on by nothing even the scene like he comes home and his wife is like laying on the bed in this bondage gear and he's like really tonight he's like i'm kind of tired and she's like nope do it tonight go get this equipment out of the closet we're doing this yeah he seems to not enjoy any of it yeah she's i mean she's bossing him around in that position too where she's the one tied up and she's just like come on is that all you got like tighter yeah (laughs) yeah tighter harder faster come on what are you doing right i (laughs) i just love that you think he's this thing and he's not at all he's going through the motions of being that thing but Mm -hmm. like has no emotional connection to it doesn't like to do it he's so uncomfortable with everything and i've not seen an antagonist character quite like him and again he's not good i'm not rooting for tyrell but whenever he's on screen i'm like oh what's he gonna do now and what's his face gonna look like when he has to do it yeah he's an interesting character to watch um i I do, here's another character who, to me right now, is not as interesting, but I mm. want to know more about, is his father. Uh, yeah. Who is, is the original? Is the original Mr. Edward Robot. Alderson, I think is the name on the on the tombstone. Yeah. Um, we just don't know much about him. It doesn't seem like he was a great father, but at the same time, Elliot almost has like a Stockholm syndrome type of relationship with him. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but Mm. like just that he still kind of idolizes him and still kind of needs him and wants his advice of like, aren't I doing the right thing or how do Mm. I do do, do this? Um, And so like, I yeah, I want to see more of him and like, who is this character? Yeah. I, you wild. do get this really valuable flashback where you see that Mr. Robot was the name of an electronic store his dad owned mm-hmm. back in the 80s. 
and like his and a, a customer comes in and is like i paid for a mouse yesterday and i took these bills out of my wallet and i thought i put them back but i'm short 20 dollars. i remember your little boy was running around your boy took 20 dollars from me and the guy's super belligerent about it and is like i want you to give just me the 20 dollars back i want you to apologize he's a dick yeah 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 and uh edward the dad is like no i'm not doing any of this <laughs> and then elliot comes out and Edward's like, you know, give me the 20 bucks. You want to go see a movie with this? This will get both of us into a movie. You want some popcorn? And Elliot's like, what? aren't I in trouble? And the, and the dad says, yeah, what you did was wrong. But that guy was a dick about it. <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm not going to be mad at you. It's like, you came out on top for this. Which yeah. is a really interesting perspective. And I think it shows that his dad is... Like, his dad gets him. His dad works on his level. Maybe he's not the greatest guy, but, like, he has an attempt to, like, understand and empathize with Elliot and watch out for him in the grander scheme of the world, right? It's like, even if you aren't the best, you're better than these people around you, and that's worth something. That gets yeah. you into the movies. Uh, and his mom is seems to be... <laughs> Just an absolute terror. And maybe this is why he likes his dad so much, is that his dad is just not his mom. But we don't know anything about the mom. We also don't know how Darlene fits into the childhood picture. Like, he remembers that we, she is we his We did sister. see her once as a child in that once. weird scene where she yeah. comes up on the scooter, is hanging Farajaka and stuff like that. But oh, at the time, yeah. we don't know that that's her. Right! Yes, I forgot about that scene! beans wow that is like, like we the don't... major foreshadowing of his life and he doesn't remember his life because the lot where his <gasps> house should be is completely yeah. yes. gone except for this 404 error yes. poster and he's just like that's weird why is nothing here oh well <laughs> and then just like Walks off, and yeah, that at 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 the at the time you have no idea that oh that was his sister. He doesn't remember anything mm -hmm. because he's hacked himself previously and like neatly tucked it away, deleted yeah. it off of his computer so he won't remember and and stuff like that. And that's why he's just like oh he yeah like he's screwed up. <laughs> yeah, but like we don't. So his mom was terrible to him, but we don't know like what is we don't we don't really know Darlene's relationship to either of the parents. Right. Like we don't know how if like it was also like mom was terrible to me and I really like dad. Was it different? We don't know where the mom is. I don't think it's clear if she like is still alive remember, or yeah. where she lives. So that's still out there. Interesting. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, did you have a favorite character in F Society? It, oh, in F Society. I really liked Trenton. Okay. Yeah, because you look at the cast of hackers and she seems like the least likely one to be there. Like the uh -huh. other guys seem a little bit more like uh, stock archetype hackers, like a little bit more. And I like her story that she's like, yeah, my parents immigrated here from Iran. They worked these really hard jobs. They were buried in debt. They won't get out of. She's like, I'm just doing this for them. Like, she doesn't have that same anarchist spirit everybody else has. She's like, I just want my parents to not 
have any debt anymore. Yeah, she she I, I think she's my favorite too. Um, just because she's the one that really does have that character moment. I think they've yeah they've strangely given her or given us the most of her. Yeah, like she's the one that has the most character. Uh, and I, I I would love to see more of her and her st- st- story. But I know that's mm-hmm. probably not going to happen because it's not about her and well, I don't, all of this stuff. Who knows? But, yeah. <laughs> who knows know. who the story is about? We don't know indeed. Um, here's someone we haven't talked about really. Let's talk about Angela. I love Angela. Angela's a really interesting character, and I think she's eventually g- g- going to play a huge role in that. I mean, she already is, but mm-hmm. I think she doesn't know Elliot's hacking and that he's behind all of this. I mean, he, she she knows that he is a ha- ha- hacker yeah. just because they grew up together. Yeah. But she doesn't know that he's behind all of this F society stuff. No. And she she also has a connection to Elliot because their parents both died in a previous like work related accident mm. at Evil Corp and that's why F society is trying to t- take them down kind of um but then she has this like weird turn of character where she's fighting Evil Corp in her own way, mm-hmm. and then gets offered a job the same way that Elliot did, yeah. basically, and she takes it. Yeah, she, she at first says like, "No, fuck you," but mm-hmm. she eventually takes it, and she can just immediately see everything going wrong. Um, but I think she's also smart enough to know, like she's she's not dumb for taking the j- j- job or she's not just like, oh, well, I give up. Like she's not rolling over. Yeah. She's there. But she doesn't understand it, and that's why she's there. She's like, I need to understand why you guys offered me this job, because it doesn't make sense. Something Mm -hmm. is wrong here. Something is messed up. And she, uh, I guess it was the CEO she was talking to, and she was like, let me ask you a question. Like, Mm -hmm. why me? Why am I really here? And he he gives some, like, flowery answer. It's like, that's not what I'm looking for. Why am I really here? And he just, like, in that moment, he also seems like, oh, you're someone who's really evil. Like, you know a lot more about all of this, too. Because she's like, the whole world is panicking right now because there was just this huge hack and all this, and you're perfectly calm. Mm Mm-hmm. You seem happy. You're fine. Why? Like, I don't understand it. There's something else. Here. And so I think she's somehow going to help figure it out or, you know, be there inside man for F society, whether she knows it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I would like to see more of her because she's an interesting character too. Yeah, I I really like Angela. I she's such a normal lady. Yeah. Yeah. I like how many characters in the show for as weird as a show is, it is a lot of people that are just people. Like they're they're just a normal person. And like the second you're introduced to Angela, Elliot's narrating it and he's like, This is my childhood friend Angela. Oh, mm-hmm. like I saw her and I'm like, she looks like the grown up version of a childhood friend. Yes. Oh, like she looks kind of like a girl I knew when I was seven years old. So yeah. like you take to her really immediately. She seems like a nice, well-rounded, down-to-earth person who gets wrapped up in all of this. And I like that she is as scared as the situation demands and as steely and brave as the situation demands. Right. Like she's really yeah. well-metered. Like I like when she goes to Terry Colby's house the first time and is so freaked out she doesn't say a word. And then, like, the second time they meet, she's more trepidatious at first, but, like, she puts him in his place by the end of the conversation. Like, yeah. when she gets pushed to a certain point, she rises to that occasion. <laughs> and this is why she takes this job. Terry Colby offers her the job, and he's like, look, I see what you're out here trying to do. Look at what you've done fighting from the outside. He's like, I kind of want to see what you do fighting from the inside. And she's like, yeah, so do I. Yeah. So she wants to get in. She wants to tear it down from the inside out. And that happens narratively at such an interesting point because this is after Tyrell has been fired. Right. His, this is like when his story, because his storyline is separate from most of everything else for a while. But this is kind of where it crosses over. And for a second, you're like, what? Is Angela the new Tyrell? Could Angela be the new Tyrell? Yeah, is could she somehow going? flip and end up being a bad guy and being on their side somehow, not, not some way? Just hitting like the professional level that he was at. Like she's the new assistant CTO and could mm-hmm. become the new CTO. Right, yeah. Like she's got that tech background. Who knows what Angela could do? She's a smart girl, that's for she sure. She is the character I think you are rooting for the most when you watch the show. Yeah. I like she is so. She's the best motives. And like I know Elliot is the protagonist, but you don't always necessarily want to see Elliot carry out everything he's trying to do. But right. Angela, it's like I can for the most part. Well, except and she's got her gray moments too. Like when she's being blackmailed, her and her family, she takes that mm-hmm. corrupted disc and she puts it in the computer at work. Because she's like, I'm not letting these things happen. You know, I'm not letting these this private information about me be leaked online. I'm not gonna let them like go after my dad. She's so protective of her dad. Her dad is great for the little bits that we see him, just like a chill, normal dad, which is such a nice breath of fresh air <laughs> in this yeah. series. Yeah, and she, I mean, gardening in his little vest. She also kind of wants to look out for her dad. She's already lost her mom to Mm -hmm. Evil Corp, and she's now recently figured out that like her dad is deeply in debt Mm. to Evil Corp on the house and banks or who knows what. But there's a lot of stuff. That she is like, she should, she absolutely hates them. And so she's like wanting this inside perspective kind of because she's confused of just like, I don't, I don't understand what is happening here. Yeah. So interesting stuff. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see where she goes. And one of the things she does when she gets to Evil Corp, and she's not actually in the technological division, she's in the PR division, which is interesting. I'm wondering how she got there specifically when they know what her engineering background is. But she's sort of, she's helping this uh, higher up, like president of the company Mm-hmm. Uh, while he's giving this like live on camera interview after this giant financial disaster and he takes a gun out of his briefcase and he shoots himself live on the air and she like kind of sees what he's doing and tries to stop him and can't do it in time and this introduces a scene where she's got blood all over her shoes and the ceo is like he hands her like three hundred dollars and is like you know, go get yourself some new shoes. And then she goes to get the new shoes and the shoe salesman is like, I, where, I can't believe you work for that company. Yeah, he was a she, dick. Right? And she's I, like, I, I don't care. Like, I'm going you? back to work. Get, just get me the shoes. I want the Pradas, please. But I'm interested to find out, like, if she, if she does find out Elliot is behind this, whether he was fully aware of it or not, whether he knew every ramification of it or not. Will she side with him or not? Or, or will she look at him and say, I, I get what you're doing, but you still caused the most traumatic thing that has ever happened to me. I yeah. have blood on my shoes because of you, Elliot. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point indeed. So you've probably probably noticed me looking over at my yeah. laptop a whole bunch while you were talking here. What are you hacking? I'm trying to figure out... Oh, I well, I'm I'm I've already hacked them. We just didn't know it. Uh, You're no, I've I've been trying to find the name of the like Shayla's drug dealing oh. drug dealer guy. Um, I don't remember his name. Vera? 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 Maybe Vera. I saw it in here somewhere. Um, whatever his name is, he's, he's an interesting character too, that I think is going to come back I- yeah, in a big way. he's still out there. He's still out there. We know that he has gotten hooked up with some interesting people, which is partly how he was able to escape but also partly why he now thinks he can take down Elliot. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if he somehow met up with someone who's in the dark army, who's in jail. Um, Or like he met someone that knows someone that knows someone, Mm -hmm. right? You know? Um, Because he was was a scary guy too. And then he just disappears like halfway th- through the season. Mm. And you're just like, okay, okay we're moving on. <laughs> that storyline with Shayla and the drug dealers felt the most, the most like a uh, normal yeah. storyline that would be in another TV show. <laughs> it feels the most conventional out of anything that I think happened this season. Yeah. And I, I like Shayla. Shayla was really charming. I love that she was so excited to be a waitress. Like after the drug dealing thing falls through, she's not like, well, I guess I'll be a waitress. She's like, 
I'm going to try waitressing. Like, she's kind of enthusiastic about it. He's like, it. I'm actually kind of good at this. Right? Like, I, I really appreciated Shayla and that she was pretty upbeat. You can tell she was always, like, trying to reach out to Elliot. She liked yeah. to quilt. That's so wholesome. Yeah. I was sad to see her go, but I know with the way this show is set up, this definitely will not be the last we see of her. Like, she's well, going to come back as a hallucination at some point for sure potentially yeah that that would be uh that would be a way to bring her back because technically we didn't see her in the trunk no we saw her for like one shot at the end of that thing really i i i thought he opened it up and it just like showed his face and that was it and there's more to it and like it's uh, it's awful oh well. that she died, but like the death reveal itself is a really interesting scene because because like uh, Shayla's been taken. Okay, Farah and his associates uh, took Shayla away. Yeah, and like they're supposedly like holding her hostage somewhere while Elliot does this deal to like hack him out of the prison. And then when they have their rendezvous and Pharaoh Vero is it Vero? Am I right? Did you find it's his name yet? Vera. Vera. Um, his name is Fernando Vera. Vera, okay. And like when they have their rendezvous at the end when Farah gets out, he's like, Shayla was with you the whole time. And she has been in the trunk of the car that like the henchman has been driving Elliot around in. And you see him pop the trunk, which is like a, a very effective twist that I was not thinking about, that she was yeah. there the whole time. Again, not good but narratively strong. So he pops the trunk and you just see like a shot of her legs lying still. And you just see Elliot like kind of like back away and like just sort of put his head in his hands and like the, the, everything slows down and the camera kinds of spins around and you're like, I think I know what's going on, but we have no confirmation of this yet. And then the camera does kind of spin around one last time. And then you do see Shayla lying in the trunk, like covered in blood. Okay. So that is the maybe I I had just hit the like go to next episode. <laughs> no, you do then. see her there. And to know that Elliot has blocked out so many major parts of his life, it's interesting looking back at that scene. Like, are we seeing and he talks about it later. Like in the next episode, he's like, it's been a month since Shayla died. But there, the way the camera kind of like moves away and like floats and we get like the briefest glimpse of Shayla and then we just like retreat into like Elliot mm-hmm. kind trying to like come to his senses. It's almost like you are Puts seeing up his him hood tr- and walks away right, and like, just, yeah, try, like try to disassociate himself from that in the moment. And he hasn't done it. So who, who knows if like next season he's like, uh, he has blocked her out and somebody's like, remember Shayla? And he's like, no, I, Oh, kind of now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like this will be another situation where like he meets her in his mind and he's like, who's this new woman who I've never met before. Exactly. Um, let's see what else, what else, what else? Do you want to talk about the aesthetics of the show? Sure. We've been talking about narrative things. The music is killer. Yeah. The like the score itself and also the like the needle drops. 
Like I For really sure. like in like episode two or three, there's a scene where Elliot is imagining what if he just went along with everything and he had a happy normal life and he's like walking yes, around his Starbucks and Yeah, he's <laughs> drinking a Starbucks and it's playing Lynn's Steal My Sunshine. Steal my sunshine. Yeah, this does the music hits really well. And Jack was telling me that like as the show goes on and it gets a bigger budget and it can pay for more licensing, like these get better, which I'm very excited for. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the first season uh was fantastic. So I'm sure in the next coming seasons it'll be like, okay, budget increase. Yeah. That'll be good. Um Yeah, I like I I like that. I like the kind of opposite thing that they do too, where music is also kind of used to suffocate you. Mm. In a sense, it's used to drown out everything else. Um, like, I mean, I'm I'm thinking kind of how you just said there was the moment when he opened the trunk and saw Shayla inside there. It's It's like that, but he's like in just he he things are getting so loud that he doesn't know what to do or how to cope and then all of a sudden it will stop and someone will say say, say something like that happened when he yeah. woke up in Tyrell Wellick's car and was yes. like, I don't know how long I've been here. It's been a couple days. And then he g- g- goes to his house and the music is so loud. And then we see Tyrell's wife with the baby carriage walk mm-hmm. up. And immediately when she says something, the m- <laughs> music just cuts out. And it's like normal take... neighborhood. Yeah. I want to take half a second and say, this is a baby carriage. She is pushing the baby around in. This is not a stroller. This thing looks like it's from 1895. Sure. Yeah. It's the... <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many odd uh, decisions in the show and the whole thing is weird so nothing really sticks out like if this happened in another if this happened in an episode of like the good wife or some normal drama where a woman has a baby in an ancient looking carriage you'd stop and you'd be like what's going on but here it's She's just like rich she has oh, sure. expensive taste all right sure she has it one of my other favorite little details is like, I think it's an episode eight or something. It's like right before the twist where you find out Darlene is his sister where Darlene has taken that gun and she wants to give it to Elliot. Like, Hey, I know you're going to go have this meeting with white Rose. Like I want you to be protected. Take this gun. And he says, no, I'm not going to take the gun. And she hides it in a popcorn cart at yeah. the arcade where they're hiding out and just the image of a gun being buried under a bunch of hot fresh popcorn is really good to me <laughs> and then that's not picked up again i don't think is the gun still buried under all that popcorn still hot is and some- fresh is somebody gonna pull out a real buttery gun next season <laughs> no yeah i mean the the place is abandoned it's Mm. really only f society that goes there somehow the electricity still works and no one is checking up on that 
um yeah it, it, I, I don't know but uh yeah all, all, all of that goes to say i really like what they do with the music and mm-hmm. how it is a way to connect you yes to this this idea of like suffocation and drowning and just uh, there's too much going on and then boom it stops and it's just like oh back to reality hope there goes gravity yep exactly (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i mean i i besides that i didn't really notice too much about the music um the thing that i like is more so just it it's also beautifully shot it is. Like, this is a very as, cinematic show. Yeah, and for as much as it's filmed in like empty, dirty ap- apartments, <laughs> like it still looks great. Right. Just, like these, these are the settings where the show takes place. It comes in three categories. Like, okay, high end apartment, low end apartment, office, dilapidated carnival. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only places the show goes. Yeah, but it like I I. I like that. I like all the stuff in Times Square. Mm. Just like all of the lights, all of the people in masks, just like the whole... Well... I don't know. Like I I like the F Society videos. Yeah! But I think those are also one of the things that I'm like, these look like the cheesiest things ever. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, <laughs> like, it's it's someone who is not a hacker or not a mm-hmm. motion graphic de- designer for that stuff trying to design for that stuff and it just looks overly smooth and clean and it's just like th- these guys aren't designers they wouldn't know how to do this stuff give this to the intern to to to, to make and they will make something even better i mean that may not Case, yeah give it to they, the person that has only taken one avid class right yeah like i mean not that they did a bad job with them again mm-hmm. i liked it but mm-hmm. it, it's still it's just like this seems overproduced for what they would be doing oh well mm-hmm. yeah but it was good stuff the show stuff. looks really good. Uh, I will say something I realized about it is that the the visuals are like very deliberate and very impressive. And when they need to get mm-hmm. kind of weird, they get weird in a great way. Like the episode where Elliot is on morphine withdrawal and he's yep. hallucinating all these things. He hallucinates his office, the office with all of these cubicles, but it's also this like romantic restaurant. So the cubicles all have like a bouquet of flowers and like a little that candle. That's a weird scene, yeah. That's my new aesthetic. Cubicles that are also a romantic, softly lit restaurant. That's where what, I want to be. What would the name of that aesthetic be? It'd be like a business romantic? Business romantic, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is the aesthetic I want. <laughs> business romantic. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna show up to the office in one of those big blousy peasant shirts that the woman <laughs> wears on a romance novel cover next to Fabio, but then like with my pencil skirt and my uh, sensible loafers. Right, and you can have a business mediating with someone and, <laughs> and stuff like that. It's great. 
I do have uh, a bouquet of flowers on my desk at work and at my desk at home. And since I'm not go. at work, that means I just have two on my desk at home because I took it with me. <laughs> that works. But yeah, that was a interesting scene. Because they, um, they, they're eating fish. Elliot thinks it's the fish that he has at his house, even though it's a different kind. They're talking about installing a raspberry pie, and then he gets a raspberry pie for desert and stuff like that. And so there's all of this, like, I like this weird symbolic stuff that's happening here. I don't understand it, but I like it. Yeah, I like it. The show... I will say I wouldn't describe it as flashy at any point. Not really. Which is an odd thing to say until it gets to the Times Square bit in the final episode. Where Elliot is hallucinating that he is just alone in Times Square at night. Empty. Completely empty. It's beautiful. It's dazzling. And you have all these giant neon signs blinking at you. And then one of the screens is like a big Christian Slater now. Yep. It's great. This is the first time I think I would call it like, okay, we're seriously going for like a big, flashy, dazzly punch with the aesthetics that we have. And who knows what they do from here on out. Jack was telling me, she's watched all of it. She's like, season two gets real aesthetic and real dreamlike. She's like, if season one was styled like a David uh, Fincher film, Season two is styled like a David Lynch film. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. I like that. I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if I have much else to say on this show right now. I, I, I know um, there was that one scene in particular, I think in episode one or two, I forget which, which one, when... Elliot is at his therapist's and mm. he does that whole thing. I, 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 I guess that's the last thing I will mention that I, that I like. They do a good job of cutting in like footage from real life news events yes. and stuff like yeah. that to give you this like weird creepy feeling. Um but the, he has this one scene, I believe in episode one, when he's talking to his therapist just about all of this stuff that these major corporations do and what mm-hmm. they're trying to make you think and and all of that stuff. And that that I think is a great way to open up the show. Like this yes. is the mission statement. This is everything yeah. we are against here at at, mm. at this show. show. Um and I, I, I just remember that show being really, really impactful and having it or having watched it three times now, it's still just like, that's a great scene. Yeah. Holy moly. That, that is awesome. This show really knows what it wants to do and pulls it off. Mm-hmm. And it operates very differently than other shows I've seen. Like I said earlier, it doesn't really have any structure you can hold on to. This is such an awkward show on purpose. Like there's so many scenes where a character is like nervously yelling at another character and the other character just like stares at them open mouthed yeah. and doesn't know what to say. Like it's so like 
The show is not clumsy, but so many of the things that the characters do are clumsy on purpose, which is neat. And like I was saying earlier with Tyrell, like even when it's like this is a bad guy doing uncomfortable things, it's interesting because it's not any of the variants of bad guy doing uncomfortable things that you are prepared for. So it's like, oh, this is new. This is fresh. I'm kind of intrigued by this. It makes it look like a little bit more palatable because you're just like, oh, these are actually turning out to be pleasant-ish surprises just because they're different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Good stuff. Yeah, As I'm saying, yeah. I love season one of this show. It's fantastic. <laughs> Finally, uh, now now comes season two. <laughs> now I can watch season two. I have Melissa's permission to watch season two (laughs) three times you've watched season one and now we finally get to see it's like you had to complete a ritual when i watched it the first time there was only one season Mm. out so yeah i was all caught up and then i think it was in the middle of season three or something is when i was like you know what Mm. i should start catching up but it's been so long i should probably just watch season one again and then i watched season mm-hmm. one again and then i think i just got distracted <laughs> and was like oh a new season of the flash you know a new, ah! a new season of riverdale or something uh-huh. you know? <laughs> um so i i watched that stuff and then just never got back to it but uh, i am excited kyle i have a question stuff. for you yes as we start to close things out where would you put an F Society hideout? Where would I put an F Society hideout? A dilapidated amusement park is a great. great it's hard one. to beat. It is. Um, I would. What about a, like a dilapidated Circuit City? <laughs> <laughs> like, dilapidated Best Buy. <laughs> An old Circuit City is a really good idea. Or a Radio Shack. I think that closed recently enough that you can still find ones that haven't been replaced yet. Let's let's buy up an old Blockbuster and (laughs) put one in there. (laughs) I thought about this, and I think I would put mine in... uh, There's a, a movie theater I used to go to all the time, look forward to returning to. That's it's a this one. huge, like, it's 16 screen mega theater or something. And it's got like a little arcade in the corner on the first floor, as mm-hmm. many theaters do. But you can see that there's like this second floor where they had intended to put a bigger arcade and just, I guess, ran out Never of did. budget or something. Yeah, there's like st- stairs leading up there, but the stairs are blocked off. You can see the second floor and you can see where the prize counter would be. And it's in this little alcove, and it's kind of dark. You can see that there's like a desk back there, or you know, not a desk, but like you know the big, pla- you know, this is where we keep all of our plastic rings and stickers and slinkies and things on like the yeah. lit up glass. And up there, there's a neon sign that says "Redemption." <laughs> Great, <laughs> and nothing is lit up except for that neon sign. <laughs> It's it's weirdly poignant. I don't know why they've never done anything else up there, but I'm kind of glad they haven't. So I would hide out behind that prize counter. Is, is the theater still operational, though, besides that 
top Oh, it's layer? a bustling theater. Yeah, they just never filled in that second floor. You can just look and see up there. I don't know if there's ever been. I've, I would just get like, up there. What are you guys doing with that sign up there? That redemption sign. You guys want to hand that over? Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to stay there unless God forbid the theater closes and then I do want to take it home. Right. Be like, hey, I want that sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, where, where else would I put one? You reminded me because we have a movie theater here in Richmond called the Bird Theater. Mm-hmm. And it's like the old style, like, like theatrical, Ooh. like stage thing yeah. with the big red c- 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 curtain and, st- and stuff like that. Uh, and I think I, they used to do it every Saturday. I don't know if they still do, but they have some guy playing this instrument i don't know what it's called it's not a piano it's not an organ it's some one of those strange like all-in-one things where he can like hit the keys and pull levers and stuff Uh, and he would still play that every saturday night so something like that that is like to what movie they did like old movies that were just out of the theaters Okay. Um, so it was oh, like really cheap. Yeah. Like a second see. run? So you could see this guy yeah. play like a big preposterous vaudeville instrument to like yeah. Hobbs and Shaw? He he wouldn't play it to the movie. He would play oh. it bef- before. Oh, this would be like, <laughs> and next up with Maria Menounos, here is. <laughs> I thought he was playing it. To the movie. God, like, you gotta get there next year and see him play the James Bond theme. <laughs> no, he he had his his own set, and that would be like the pre-show entertainment. Wow. But that style building with like really low lights and a big mm-hmm. red curtain and like big ornate yeah. decorations and stuff like that would be really fun pun or some like secret underground subway station thing like you have mm-hmm. to go down the tracks and enter in one of the like the maintenance shafts mm-hmm. like that would be would be neat anyways do we want to do what we did for venture brothers is recommend stuff at yeah. the start here and then recommend stuff at the end when we finish the show. Sure. That sounds good. Okay. What would you recommend to people who liked this? What else should they check out? I mean this sincerely. Watch the Night at the Museum films where Rami Malik <laughs> plays a mummy. He's very good. Okay. Uh, I'm just here to tell you, I watched all those movies again last year. Don't write them off. They are still very charming. <laughs> okay. All right. So Inter- I would say those. And I would say, as earlier mentioned, the X-Files. If you just want that that, paranorma, uh, par- <laughs> that paranoia and paranormal things. T- too, but yeah, I watch Paranorman. <laughs> also very good it just got that paranoia and that conspiracy and that they're out to get me i'm on the run who can i trust what's real and there's also these supporting characters in x files it's it is these trio of hackers named the lone gunman Mm -hmm. which is a, a joke because there are three of them you cannot be lone gun men 
They're just like these weird, quirky side characters that pop up every once in a while when Mulder and Scully need to hack something for any reason. And yeah. watching the show, like, uh, reminded me of them. <laughs> Go Good. find some of the Lone Gunman episodes of X-Files. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. Well, there's the obvious ones that are the inspirations for this. Mm-hmm. Go watch Fight Club. Go watch V for Vendetta. I recently just watched Taxi driver because mm. i knew we were going to be re-watching this and i had oh, never seen it so i was like i know this is an influence i should go watch it uh that's in it's a scorsese film yes. uh so it is a very good film it is a very depressing very tough to swallow yeah. film um so i i don't know if i would like earnestly recommend it but it it is it, yeah it is definitely an influence on this film uh the other things i would recommend uh there's an anime that i really like called steins gate um that's more <laughs> you've about me- you mentioned the show like seven times in the history of the podcast because it's great you, i think you mentioned it last week maybe i did who knows um that's a great one to mm. check out. That is more sci-fi. There is more c- kind of conspiracy st- stuff. It is based around time travel mm. and stuff like that. Um, I would also check out... I just had it. Um, oh, be- be- because you mentioned X-Files, that made me yeah. think of Fringe. Yeah. Which is also kind of like a... Here's some weird science happening, and there's a team investigating weird science. Also watch the movie Weird Science. (laughs) Yeah, I guess there's that, too. Uh, That one, I think, would be an interesting one to watch. There's not as much hacking or stuff like that. It is a lot like the X-Files, but it it does also have that weird, like, mystery conspiracy, what is really happening here in this show. Uh, and oddly enough, Riverdale, I think the show has the right amount of like bonkers of just what is happening. I am going to back you up on Riverdale. I've only seen like eight episodes of this thing, but it does have the same, like, there's a mystery going on. Everybody's trying to like figure out, uh, well, I guess this isn't really a mystery show. It's a mystery show for you, the audience trying to piece together anything that happens, but it's, also, like, there are secrets. People are covering things up. We're fighting against these authority figures. And it also is, like, a very capital A aesthetic show. And it is sort uh-huh. of eerie and dreamlike. Yeah. yeah. And I'm assuming you've only seen those eight e- episodes from season one. Uh, but it gets even more bonkers in this is what I've heard. down the road. We slowed Holy down moly. when Luke Perry died. <laughs> we haven't picked it back up yet. I would like to see more of this thing. I do not mind it. Show is wild. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's 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 an interesting show for sure. And then there's stuff like hackers. Yeah. Go watch hackers. Oh, hack the have planet. You, have you heard of the movie Pump Up the Volume? No. This is a a movie from the late 80s, maybe like 1990. This stars Christian Slater, a young Christian Slater. And he is this like nerdy guy at a high school 
who secretly, after hours, runs a pirate radio station out of his basement. Uh, maybe I have where, heard of this. Yeah, where he's this, Sounds like, anti-establishment, like, punk guy who, like, offers weird advice to the fellow teens that call in, and he talks about, like, tearing down the corrupt school board. There you go. I can definitely see, like, when they were building this show, they're like, we need the pump up the volume guy. <laughs> yeah, we need him. <laughs> Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's about it for recommendations. Yeah. Let's wrap this up and mention what we are going to be doing for next week. It's extremely different. Next week, we are watching both Paddington films. And you thought Darla being his sister was the big twist. (laughs) Us watching the Paddington films immediately after watching season one of Mr. Robot. (laughs) But the Paddington films are on the same level of critical acclaim. This is why we are watching them. Because the Paddington films are not just popular or successful or beloved by families. They are critically some of the best reviewed films out of the last handful of years. And we need to know why. Neither of us have seen them. uh, So we are going to be checking them out. Usually at this time we Mm -hmm. make pitches and it's like, hey, we have these options and then we pick uh but we already went ahead and picked this out last week yeah so that is what we will be doing paddington one and two next week join us for some critically acclaimed old-fashioned family fun or whatever it is i have no idea because i've never seen them (laughs) i i would categorize it as old-fashioned family fun okay that works Networks. I am excited for that stuff. Uh, Melissa, where can they find you on the internet if you are not being hacked? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with our show, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Go like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a foe, uh, hack the planet. Hack it. There you go. <laughs> we will see you guys next time. This has been episode 104 of the Ow. review show. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.